yeah. because I, but part, the people pleasing side of me has been so traumatized by sharing my feelings because, and there's so much here, so many layers, but like, I've never felt like I had a voice. I've never felt like I have been heard. That's been because also, I think I've had a hard time like navigating who my people were like an R like who my community was let's dig through the mud together we're so glad you're here join us here each week for mudlark but Hi, you guys. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Danny Boltz. And here at Mudlark, we talk about the things that are sometimes just hard to talk about. We have a wide range of topics. I talk to so many amazing guests. And I cannot wait to share with you today's guest, Courtney Winju. Courtney was born and raised in Sandpoint, Idaho, where her familial roots have been planted for over four freaking generations. Uh, She's a world traveler, a yoga teacher, and honestly, one of the most self-aware young women I've met in a really long time. After a ton of travel, I mean, she's traveled to over 20 countries, and she throughout those travels, she really did hit some hard times, kind of like that, like it happens. Our childhood trauma can really creep up on us and take over. And that was really the catalyst for her making her way back to her hometown where she is now. And she's managing this amazing vegan food truck called Heart Bowls Food Truck and just really focusing on healing. I met Courtney through a mutual friend, and it was really through Facebook. It's just so funny. I, I meet so many people online now. And it's we've we met in person for the first time. I guess it was about a month ago. It was when I went to lead the Montana House Retreat. I just literally stopped by her place on the way over to Montana because she's like an hour from us over there. Uh, Before we hop into the episode with Courtney, I want to give you just a little bit of a life update. We are currently in Oregon and we'll be going back to Montana in a couple weeks. We kind of go back and forth. Those of you who don't know and are new to the show, welcome. Um, But yeah, we spend a lot of time, we being my husband and I, in both Oregon and Montana. And right now we're here and I'm so happy to be in Oregon. We put our cozy little Christmas tree up and it actually looks like an elf shit all over my entire house. (laughs) It is so decked out. I saw this meme the other day and it was talking about the Enneagram and like the different Christmas movies for each Enneagram type and mine, which is seven, was elf. And I was like sickly proud of that. (laughs) Um, Holidays. So yeah, holidays are here. Um, I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I hope it wasn't too triggering. And if it was, I hope you use that as an opportunity to just go in and tend to your inner child and take care of yourself. I had an early Thanksgiving with the kids back in Montana and we did like a whole family thing. We had like 14 people over and I actually made my way back early before I did. And I did a Friendsgiving and ended up spending like three days with one of my best friends 
And on one of the nights that she was here, she just kind of had a breakdown, just feeling really defeated and kind of hopeless. And in that conversation, we kind of figured out that the root of that was comparison. And she was just like comparing herself to everyone and their sister. Like it was, we just do that as humans a lot of times. And especially when we're trying to grow a business or we're trying to grow a family and we see other people that are ahead of us and really what it came down to, like we just spent the next couple of days after her breakdown, just really sitting in this place of blinders up in 2020, literally blinders up. We all just need to focus on our own thing and stop fucking comparing ourselves to other people. We're only here to live this life for ourselves and to love on people and to have fun and to be creative. And it just, it was a really cool, like, wind down of the thing. We called it our Thanksgiving retreat. And I'm just feeling so inspired to do that. And I hope you take that as a permission slip to really just be in your own lane, do your own thing. Don't worry about what anyone else is doing. And if you have a moment, of envy or funk or craving of what that person is doing recognize that that is a that's that's there for you like you can do that you can do whatever you want to do and this is your life so before we hop into sorry I have had a lot of coffee and that is all um but before we hop into my interview with Courtney I wanted to read a listener review from one of Courtney's good friends. (laughs) I felt like it was appropriate. I was like hanging on to this listener review for this. Her name's Kayla Casa. It's a five-star review titled Relatable. I have never resonated with something so much before until this podcast. Everything is so raw and vulnerable and so real. It's what we all go through and no one talks about. This is real life. It's the mud we go through in life to get to where we are thriving. This is amazing. Such a great place, such a great place for people to connect and feel welcome and supported and loved. Danny is such a beautiful soul and will shed light onto anyone that listens. Give it a listen. Kayla, thank you. This is a beautiful review. These reviews mean so much to me. One, because I'm totally words of affirmation girl and it just really helps me continue to show up. It makes me feel so loved and it's what helps the show get into more ears and hearts. So please leave a review. It means everything. So without further ado, let's move on to my conversation with Courtney Winju. I'll see you on the other side. It's a little bit weird. Um, So I love to just start the show with you introducing yourself and telling everyone about who you are and a little bit about your background and upbringing. Can you do that for us? Yes. Great. All right. So I, my name is Courtney Winju and I am 25 years old. That feels significant to say even though. Yeah, it is. Age is just a number, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I was born and raised in Sandpoint, Idaho. So for those of you who are not familiar with the Pacific Northwest, is in the, the, the smokestack of Idaho, so the really skinny part, uh, close to Washington, Canada, and Montana. Mm. And I've never heard it described as like smokestack or whatever. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and my family has been here in Sandpoint for four generations. So that's about 110 years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's how many, how many generations? Four. Okay. Do you still have grandparents that are here? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, my mom's parents. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And so you grew up here? Grew up here, yeah. My mom did and her parents did. And everybody did. Everybody did. (laughs) And I fucking love it. Like, I have traveled to 33 countries. Jesus. (laughs) Um, And the closest place I've come to comparing to Sandpoint is Wanaka, New Zealand. uh, Close to about an hour away from Queenstown in the South Island of New Zealand, um, where I also studied abroad um, and then lived a couple years ago. Wow. Up in the North Island. But Sandpoint, it just, it has everything. It's it's a small town. The population is about 8,000. And everyone here feels like family, which, you know, as you know, in a small town, it can be for the better or for the worse. But I really, as I do with everything in life, look at the bright side and Mm. just see everyone as family and community and connection and like that is that's my heart's purpose is human connection yeah and for that reason it causes me like an immense anxiety to live in cities Mm. um i have lived in cities i've lived in san diego and sydney australia and auckland new zealand like you lived in those cities Mm -hmm. for how long um san diego i went to college there so like three and a half years okay and then Sydney, on and off about um, well, like eight months in total. Wow. Yeah. I want to go there so bad. It's it's an amazing city. I bet. Yeah, it's, it's way cool. That's one place that definitely calls me. I haven't traveled a lot in my life yet, but that's one place where I'm like, I got to go there. I don't know why. Yeah. Probably just the, it just seems so charming, like all the people and yeah, people I yeah. Think more than anything. I was going to say, you would love the Kiwi, or excuse me, the Aussie Freudian slip. Um, <laughs> they would not like that, but uh, they like the, the Aussie sense of humor is just like out of this world. Oh just, god, like, very blunt, like pretty dry, <sighs> dirty, like I, raunchy. I would love it. <laughs> That's awesome. And yeah. so, living in cities, it's just never been cozy to you, though. Not cozy. Yeah. Um, but it's been. They've been some of the most growth-oriented times Mm. of my life because it's not comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I've pushed myself in all of those places in different ways, pretty much always around establishing a sense of community. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that. And to kind of like go back to childhood, like what were you like as a kid? Mm-hmm. I was kind of chubby. <laughs> was like the first image. I love how that's the first thing you say. <laughs> yeah. I was chubby. Yeah. <laughs> I like actually was just looking at pictures of myself the other day in my backyard, which we're like pretty much sitting right above it right now, which is awesome. And I had this little like wooden um, playhouse and my friend, one of my best friends, childhood friends, Lexi, and I would make mud pies. Mm. Um, so we'd have all these like tin um, pans outside and we just like make these sloppy mud pies and then it'd end up all over our face and our body and like I just fucking love the dirt like being muddy being muddy like eating the dirt too like doing like all just all things dirt and I just like my mom was like oh, 
do you have an iron deficiency? Like what? Wow. Why, why, are, you, why are you eating that? Yeah, why are we eating dirt? I was <laughs> like, I just, just like, like the taste of earth. <laughs> um, and yeah, so um, I, I say chubby because I saw that image of like my, my rosy, like full cheeks and like mud all over them and just the brightest smile. Oh, um, I love that image so much. Yeah. I'm like picturing talking to that girl right now. I love it. Yeah. Um, but as it goes, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows, but that's definitely my mask is like, just put on a smile and be happy and yeah. please everyone. And like life will be groovy. Yeah. What's your Enneagram type? Two. And that's Swing the three probably. What's the two again? Um, it's like the, uh, well, the people pleaser. Oh, okay. Um, I forget yeah. the name. Of For it. some reason, I thought two was helper. Is that the helper? Hel- okay, You're right. It is. Okay. Is people the pleaser helper. a different one? Um, I don't. I don't know. Okay. Obviously, I'm not that versed. We've <laughs> just started talking about Enneagram on the Same. show, and it's like I'm so fascinated by it, and I want to learn everything. Yeah. Um, but I, it's been so interesting to like look into the childhood wound of each type because it's yeah. to me. I was like, holy shit. I, I'm seeing, did you look that up yet? The rune? I've seen, um, no, I haven't. Well, I've seen like basically the, my, the extent of my Enneagram knowledge is like Instagram, like little infographics that I see. Like Enneagrams and, and coffee. Yeah. And, like all those. Do- yeah. Yeah. Totally. And so I, on one of them, it was kind of alluded to like the childhood wounds and I was all of them first type two was like oh, spot on for me. So yeah. that's, yeah, but I want to learn more too. I know. We'll learn together. I'll link, um, the wounds page on our show notes just so everyone can see them but yeah I think it's it's so helpful um but anyway yeah go back to your story (laughs) little girl covered in mud big huge smile on your face and like how did you have um a lot of friends growing up I did yeah lots of friends Um, so if this if I could depict like quintessential childhood Courtney this would be it birthday parties Mm. So I'm a cancer. Um, birthday parties. Birthday parties, which I still fucking love birthdays so much. No, me too. Like, they're special. They're so special. I get fucking pissed when people are like, I hate birthdays. <sighs> Don't even talk about them. I'm like, we no. can't be friends. Slimy. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I know. That's gross. Yeah. It's actually like, shout out to my best friend, Caitlin. It's her birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, yeah, Caitlin. 26th of November. Yay. And she's a Sag. Sag. I love Sag. I love Sag. So happy. Like, everyone loves them. Yeah. I yeah. always wanted to be a Sag because I'm like, everyone just loves you. And that's yep. like my wound. I'm like, I want everyone to <laughs> I love me. Love yeah. Yeah. And they don't even try. Like, no, no. They're just, just so lovable. Yep. Likeable. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, I so my birthday parties, I would put a hundred and ten percent of my energy into the party bags, like Aww. the party favors. Mm-hmm. And they had to be perfect. Like I would personalize them for all of the people that came to my party. Like Cutie. that is what lit me up. You're a gift girl. Mm-hmm. Gifts is like is that your love language? It's interesting. It's actually like number four. Oh, well, well okay. okay. That's for receiving, actually, but for giving, yeah, yeah, it's up there for yeah, sure. Yeah, you're a gift like girl. One or two. When we met the first time, you brought me gifts. Yeah. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. And I got here with donuts <laughs> and tea. You're a gift girl. I for sure am. Sorry, I will stop interrupting you. And which that's interesting because that's innate for sure. Like I'm, yeah, my birthday's in July. Um, so being a nurturer, a mother, uh, that's mother's like, fine. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. who I am. 
I'm the father sign. <laughs> I literally am. Yeah. Capricorn. Sorry. Oh, I love caps. Good. I do. Good. <laughs> do. They, oh, yeah. There's a lot there. It's, it's all good. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah. Okay. But I wanted to also speak to like, I have a little bit of trauma with being a host um, mm. because my mom... I, my, like, what feels cozy to me is literally, like, my doors are open to anyone, literally anyone. Like, I meet a stranger on the street. I'm like, come hang out. Like, I, it's open. Like, I don't have to be there. Like, help yourself to the cupboard and the pantry and whatever Mm, you need. That's so sweet. And so when I was, like, a teenager, especially, um, I would... I just expect my friends to like help themselves in our house and like that's always been our house dynamic like we've had plenty of food and my mom loved having all of our friends over and but she when she noticed me doing that and I think this is a reflection of her trauma from her mother she would tell me Courtney you need to be a better host like you're not doing anything yeah you need to offer them like a drink and do this yeah that makes Mm -hmm. sense so instant shame yep like fuck I suck at this yep yeah. 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 It's hard. And so I still notice that balance of trying to find that balance of like, ooh, is this innate, like authentic Courtney or is this like Mom. trauma, trauma, mama? Yeah. Because we do that. Like in those moments of shame, we're like, oh, I'm supposed to act this way. And then it's like we just spend our lives like untangling those things of why, why am I doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Have you practiced some of that of like, help yourself to anything, anything? Do you do that? Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, What's interesting though, is I, I also realize that I take that on yeah. as, um, as like an invitation into other people's homes. Mm. And so I've been actually called out a couple of times. Oh, like, tell me. Like you can't like in my ex-boyfriend's um, place in New Zealand, we lived in like the basement underneath his parents' house. Mm. And they have it had a totally different story. Like his parents grew up in apartheid South Africa, like, like fear, 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 fear. Wow. And so I would like, and they would, they were very meticulous about like how they shopped and the food that they prepped and it wasn't just a free for all. Like they were on a fucking budget. Yeah. And I feel so sad. I mean, I knew what I knew, like, and that's, I give myself grace over that. Mm -hmm. But like thinking about the fact that I would just like go grab a banana or like go grab some rice cakes out of the pantry without even thinking about it. Right. And thinking like, do you feel that from them that that was like, yeah. Oh yeah. I was definitely met with resistance. And then finally, um, my ex-boyfriend Pat was like, you can't do that, Courtney. And I was like, why? I got pissed. I was like, what do you mean? Like, uh, what do you mean I can't I'm eat? I'm paying them rent. Like, it's kind of stupid that we pay them rent anyway, you know? Yeah. And he was like, that's their food. Like, we can buy our own. And I was like, all right. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so weird. Like, isn't it just so interesting? Like, something as small as that can be so triggering. Like, they were getting triggered as hell. Yep. And then it triggered you because you're like, what do you mean? Free for all. You're both coming at it from such different stories. Yeah. That's so hard. Yeah. And their family dynamic was, like, pretty passive. They they wouldn't confront at all. Like, every member in their family, mom, mm. dad, brother, and Pat. And it was, a, it was really interesting for me because I am fucking scared of confrontation. Yeah. Um. I have I have trauma over that as like right. literally my first me- memory as a child is when I was two and a half, and I was going to touch like a 
uh, I even remember like what I was wearing like oh. crazy and I went to go touch a stovetop <gasps> and my aunt and uncle were watching me. My parents were out of town and my uncle shouted at me, Courtney, stop. Yeah. And I literally like turned around, big bulging eyes, like straight across bangs, bob cut. Oh, dirty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> Covered in mud. Yeah. And um, I just, my eyes welled up and I just started bawling. Oh, you got so scared. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like that moment, that exact moment was really impactful? 100%. Wow. Like, to, I mean, I've done a lot of work around this, but yeah. like even um, like, yeah, coaches, teachers, yeah. friends, exes, like talking sternly to me. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm out. I'm outie. Yeah. And in relationship, did that play out in relationships a lot for you? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's such a tough one. I get that. I mean, not like personally, because I'm actually not afraid of confrontation, but I think it's like, I don't know why, because there was so much like anger and hatred in my household when I grew up, but it was like, I don't know why I face it like really head on. It doesn't trigger me in that same way, but yeah, it's so painful. Like it's, it obviously shaped you. Yeah. So much. Yeah. Um, and to back it up a little bit more, because mm-hmm. uh, that's what I do. I'm like, let's go as far <laughs> back as possible. Tell me about when you were in the womb. Um, <laughs> but what was your relationship like with your parents? Mm. So this is interesting. Actually, speaking of being in the womb. So and even before then, I have two older sisters. Um, we're five years apart in age in total. Um, my dad wanted four kids. And my mom wanted two. Mm-hmm. And so I was the compromised child. Very much planned. Um, but so this is interesting. My mom throughout the entire, our, her entire pregnancy with me felt that it was so different, like so wildly different than my sister's. Mm. And she never found out the sex of any of us. Um, but she knew I was a boy, 100%. <gasps> she knew. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, She's not a boy, by the way, you guys. <laughs> no. Pretty, like, I've got some serious yang energy for sure, um, which that's interesting. Like, that has totally shaped me. Like, I've had a really hard time coming into my femininity. Like, um, yeah. And I ask people, I'm like, do you think I'm feminine? And they're like, fuck yeah. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh. I don't, You're so I'm juicy like, and feminine, goddess. I just, I like see my dad's like masculine feet that I have. And I'm like, no, I'm oh a dude. I'm for sure, dude. I feel like a dude so much. As I have a donut in my face right now. I'm sorry, you guys, but I'm not sorry. There's the best donut from Heartbull's. Heartbull Street Yeah, Heartbull's Street Jack. Um, I totally can relate with that, just feeling like a dude. Yeah. It's often. I feel like I'm so easily in my masculine and getting in my feminine is like yeah. conscious work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just like like farting and pooping and like talking about it and laughing. Yeah. Like that, like just kind of dude stuff. I mean, not to yeah. like generalize here, like women... Uh, like yes like whatever poop talk yeah. is the best ever but you know just like yeah like getting dirty like mm-hmm. very like masculine qualities yeah that I've always felt very like defined well not defined by defined by but I've identified with yeah for sure yeah. so like in the womb your mom thought you were a boy yeah. she thought I was a boy so I pop out of her vagina and <laughs> I <laughs> slid on out of her vagina. <laughs> and this do- I was born at Bonner General Hospital here in um, San Point, July 12th at 3.37 p.m. <laughs> and um, yeah, he goes, the doctor goes, congratulations, it's a girl. And my <gasps> mom goes, 
no, it's not. Let me see. Was the first thing she said. Oh, ow. Yikes. Yeah. It's intense. And did she tell you that? Um, yeah, I've heard this through like stories. Yeah. Yeah. But I heard it. Yeah, you heard it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really sad. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like it coming out of her mouth too. It was just from that like utter surprise. But it's like, yeah, words matter. Words sting. Yeah. And my mom is also a cancer, like Gemini cusp. When's her birthday? June 22nd. Okay. Um, so she's like got some serious fire energy. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm obviously a water sign, but also like have an immense connection with the earth. What's your moon? Virgo. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I'm like, I feel like I'm attracted to fire energy, but it makes me really nervous. Mm. Um, and that's my mom. Yeah. And so people, like, I remember in college when she came down and my friends met her, they're like, that's your mom? Like, you could not be more different, Mm. you know? And it was interesting because my entire life, which I'll, this, I'll circle back to, um, my relationship with my parents as a kid, um, my mom always told me like you are me you are me you are me we are so much alike and like that's what I knew like that's what I was told and so it was almost as if I was never allowed to be Courtney like I didn't even know who Courtney was until like literally this last year of Mm. doing so much fucking self-work yeah yeah it's so it's like that enmeshment yep and does that do you feel like some of your Enneagram too, like that the helper, the people pleasing qualities, do you think that comes from that enmeshment? Yeah. 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 It's intense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If I could define, um, my like childhood home life, my existence as a child, it would be organized chaos. Wow. So what were your parents relationship like? Toxic. Yeah. Fighting a lot. Yes. Um, rooted in, profound love though whoa yeah fire what's your dad's sign scorpio oh wow okay so yes we talk about astrology a lot on this (laughs) podcast so it's just so fun to piece together and so they were so deeply in love but then what was the do you mind talking about kind of what the root of that like the toxicity was yeah alcoholism Mm. yeah on both sides um no just my dad okay yeah enabling yeah mother codependent relationship mom was just trying to save face in this town Mm. like the winju family is known as like the fucking white picket fence family in sandpoint beautiful home beautiful kids yeah Yeah. mom and dad wears high school sweethearts they met when they were 14 at the school here the school you went to yeah wow yeah yeah and um my dad so my mom had a very like white picket fence um upbringing her dad was a owned a chevy carl cars dealership um my her mom was an english teacher at the high school and um three siblings great fucking family like great values like amazing Mm. amazing 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 my dad had the complete opposite Mm. traumatic Mm -hmm. upbringing and do yeah. you know much about his upbringing? Bits and pieces. Yeah. And I've tried to piece it together, but there's a lot, um, I think, due to trauma that he doesn't recall or that he's not willing to revisit. And um, his dad was an alcoholic, sex addict, wow. and his mom was bipolar. Mm, that's so much coming on both ends. Yeah. 
How's your relationship with your dad or how was it growing up? It was rocky. Mm, um, I bet. He's one of, he's like Einstein. He's genius man, workaholic, um, has started and sold two or three businesses in the water purification industry, um, numbers finance guy, like insane, 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 insane. And so he always provided for our family like absurd amounts of of capital, mm-hmm. um, which was when my parents finally separated, which wasn't until I was actually out of college, in college. Wow. Um, they, well, they ended up moving out. They legally separated, um, which I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't either. Yeah, it's oh. a thing. Um, yeah, because my dad was going through some like business litigations at the time and they had to split finances. And so they separated. And then, and then this is my sophomore year of high school. Dad's alcoholism was so bad that he got booted. So he moved out. And it was just then my mom and myself. Wow. And my dad, he lived in Sandpoint elsewhere. And at that point, I was really fucking angry. Yeah. But I, here I am wearing my mask of perfectionism, optimistic, happy Courtney. Smile on your face. And just keeping it all together. Yeah. Yeah. But dying inside. Dying. And what what did the anger feel like? Was it anger towards your parents mostly, both of them? or So as a teenager, towards my dad, because yeah. my mom at that point was still keeping me safe. Like She was like the nurturer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's what she, that's the role she always played. Like literally as a kid, I would cling to her leg um, and didn't really want anything to do with my dad wow. or actually any men in my family. Mm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I was really angry at him. I remember, like, I would, like, once I got my license and I was in high school, I would, like, drive home. But if I saw his car, I would drive away and wouldn't come home. Did it just not feel safe? Mm -mm. Oh, honey. Yeah. That's so scary. Yeah. And how, was that your whole upbringing? Yeah, so, like, he started heavy drinking at, like, 15, (laughs) <laughs> wow because of course he did sorry yeah. not to i mean but when you look at that like i mean coming from both ends with his parents like that no wonder yeah poor guy yeah is he still drinking no he's not no whoa he has been sober for um almost a year now that's amazing yeah. how does that feel way good does it feel way good yeah. is your relationship good yeah wow yeah holy shit so um He's what was the catalyst for that? A DUI. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's usually the case. Yeah. <laughs> After so long of drinking, it's usually something big like that. Yeah, his third one. Mm, yeah. So he got a DUI. He's not drinking anymore. How does that feel? It feels like my inner child is just fucking beaming. Oh, I love that. Do you talk about inner child stuff with your parents at all? You and I talk about that a lot. A ton. Um, Not really. Yeah. I, like, I slash we have our language, you know, as in you and I. And that's not really a language that I feel like I share super comfortably with my family. Right. Um, With my sisters, yeah. Mm. But there's still parts and pieces where it's like we don't fully share the same language yeah mm-hmm. do your you just have sisters mm-hmm. 
are they on a healing journey too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you guys have that, just that similar upbringing, you know, that shared trauma. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Although as the baby, I experienced the brunt of it. Yeah. And being alone with your mom after. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. How is relationship with mom now? It's an, it's in a really good place. Good. Um, and you're living here. You're living at your parents. Yeah. Ish. I yeah. I mean, apartment slash parents' house. <laughs> I call it like 10 foot, 10 feet of separation. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I live in our, like the unit above our garage, which is detached literally by like 10 feet from the house. Um, and upon coming back from living in New Zealand and then traveling for half a year, I landed in Sandpoint. That was June of 2018. So like, you know, a little over a year ago. And yeah, my plan at the time was like, sweet, you know, I'll come home. Summer in Sandpoint is the fucking best. I'll make some money. And then I was thinking I was going to jet out again somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think even when you and I started talking, like you were still like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I might move. Yeah. To a different country. <laughs> what, <laughs> like, like you didn't know. No. Yeah. And that was in, was that literally just in September? No. August? Probably August. August. Yeah. That was August. Yeah, Courtney and I met online, really. I mean, we had, yeah. I think, some mutual friends. Yeah. Because um, Sandpoint's close to the Montana house where we live part-time. And you maybe found me on Facebook. Yeah. And then I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know. How do we start talking? It was through, I want to say it was through Sarah Resnick. Oh, okay. Yeah, who like, yeah, was friends with you on Facebook. And I must have just seen like... I don't know if there would have been tagged stuff, but like... I don't I, know. Or maybe weird. I wrote on her page or something. Yeah. Anyway, Sarah Rusnick, she's pretty well known in Sandpoint yoga community. Hi, Sarah. Um, and I met her through owning a yoga studio back in Montana. She came over and like taught a workshop there. And we just, yeah, we've had this kind of funny, cozy slash kind of tumultuous relationship in the same way, just because mm -hmm. of my trauma with this area. I kind of just grouped everyone together. Yeah. I'm like, they're all out to get me. Yeah. I'm kidding. I know you're not, Sarah, <laughs> out to get me anymore. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think that's how we became connected. And so like back at that time, you were still like not really sure you're back in Sandpoint, kind of finding your footing. Yeah. And yeah, now, now what's up? Yeah. Well, and that was actually like this summer, like summer of 2019. Mm. And um, Danny says back in Sandpoint as in I actually, so as if you haven't like caught on already, I do this cycle of running. Like I, as I said earlier, I'm a, I am fucking scared of confrontation. Um, flight, fright or flight, flight, fight or flight, flight or fright. But I've also heard flight, fright or freeze. Flight, flight, fright, flight, fight or freeze. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's it. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Righty, fight. flight, flight, fighting. <laughs> Freezing. <laughs> fight, flight, freeze. Yeah. Okay. I'm a flighter. Yeah. And that's what's important there. So I, um, yeah, really through my immense traveling and living overseas, like that is what I've been doing. Running. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's such a common thing. And do you feel like that, how did you get the awareness that that's what you were doing uh i was called out <laughs> like and by that i mean you're like, like cough cough therapist yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um the first one being my mom for sure and i was like fucking pissed i was like you don't you, you don't, don't know, know me, me. <laughs> you don't know me <laughs> i came out of your vagina and i'm like sure half of your dna but you don't know me yeah she just said what are you running from basically or she said you've been right she i like basically had a crash and burn december 
2018. Yeah. Um, start of like the worst I've ever felt in my life ever. Mm. And what did that feel like? Can you talk about yeah. where you were at? Um, I was literally in like a manic state, like basically from June to December, um, upon coming back home from running I was still running but now running in familiar territory oh. and that is fucking dangerous oh like you know get back home and do all the same shit like we've talked about this you know like yeah you just hop into like 16 year old Courtney you're yeah. like what what am I doing what oh yeah it's so fucking weird yeah. we do that yeah. yeah so um actually <laughs> I kept running. So November of 2018, I went back to New Zealand for a month, which was amazing. But even there, my gut was saying like, you don't belong here anymore. And you don't feel like you belong in Sandpoint. Like, where do you belong? Yeah. And um, at that time, also September, I had met um, and started dating this really toxic man. And literally in my head the whole time I was like we're not dating he's not my boyfriend like mm. but I was like doing all the dating boyfriend girlfriendy things like yeah. what the fuck and so I came back end of November like actually he was a Sag too like on his birthday mm. and um I was like uh-uh mm. uh-uh but at that point, like... Like, uh-uh to the relationship? Yeah. You're like, this is sick. Yep. Okay. But I was so in my head. I felt so far in the relationship. We'd been, to get quote, together for two months. And I felt so far in it. But it was... And not to, like... I take full accountability for my actions. And I always fucking do. But, like, he was a pusher. Mm. I started, like, fast forward a little bit. Like, I started going to therapy in March... Well, actually, no, I was going to therapy in November. I just switched therapist in March and that's like was really pivotal for me. Mm. Um, and I was introduced to narcissism, like didn't fucking know that people could be this way. Wow. Literally had no idea. And how did you figure out that he was a narcissist? By being an open book and sharing, like, my experience of, like, because I was resisting even sharing that because I felt so much shame that, like, I started dating a man that was married. Yeah. Like, legit. That's, like, one of my biggest, nastiest truths. Yeah. And um, they, I'd say that with, like, Grace because they also were trying out, trying out, like, an open relationship, mm -hmm. polyamorous situation. Totally new to me, so new territory, like dabbled, I guess. I guess I played a role in that. I felt like I wasn't, but I did. Yeah. Sure, I did. But like my lesson learned was like, holy fuck, I am harshly monogamous. Yeah, <laughs> like, same, dude. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, I mean, we could talk about like open relationships forever because I dabbled in them for like a year when I was in my early 20s. And I felt the same thing. I mean, it was different because it was like, I was kind of like this add-on to a couple. So I felt kind of like, ooh, I'm like the new, like there was like just, but I was running. I was doing the same thing, kind of what you were just talking about, like that flight. But I was like, I was running from any type of commitment. I was like, well, if I'm here, at least I know that the guy is 
not going to be all the way in. So I'm safe. You know, yep. there was something there. literally Danny. Oh my God. Did you feel that? Literally the exact same. Yeah. Like, it was, I felt comfort in that. I know. You're like, like well, they already do love someone else. And so yeah. I don't have to be vulnerable. Invest. And yeah. yeah, I could just keep one toe in. Yep. And it was super fucking unhealthy and toxic. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to say anything or offend anyone out there who like practices polyamory and they're no. just like rocking it. But dude, if you're doing that good for you, because it's so fucking hard it's and I so just, hard. I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So did you talk to your therapist about it? Yeah. Okay. That's who you opened up to yeah. and your therapist, he, she, she. which did she just call it out? Yeah. So basically, you know, and this is over like a progression of like meeting weekly still like, so this is, this is March. Like, so basically December from March, I was like flailing, like sometimes drowning, peeking back up, like gasping for air. Like that's so recent, super recent. And that's Mm. one thing I have to remind myself of, like it's November, 2019. And like, Oh my God, this was is like the a few same months ago. year, like yeah. same fucking year. And I'm a totally new, different, more authentic, true version of myself. It's like so inspiring through it all. Were you at like super low, like depression low? Yeah. Was there anxiety in there? Oh yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. So this is really interesting. And I actually was just unfolding this with my gal, Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, I have had immense anxiety my entire life. Like, all my sisters have as well. My dad has. Um, I won't speak for my mom because I'm not really sure about hers, but we've all had, like, fucking crazy anxiety, but I never knew what that was. Dude, like, me too. never knew what that You're was. Like, I thought this is what it was like to be yeah. a human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that insane? Yeah, totally. Same experience. Yeah. It's like, I just thought it, this is, I thought it felt like shit to be a human. <laughs> I thought you couldn't breathe most of the time. <laughs> I thought breathing was really hard. <laughs> Which, fucked. uh, duh, we're both yoga teachers now. Like, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Ooh, let, yeah. Let me teach other people how to breathe. Remind other people how to breathe so that, like, I, can I bre- also can do it myself. Dude, I love that. I, we haven't really talked about that, like, yeah. how we kind of got into yoga, but it's because we were both so fucking messy. Yep. You know, we were so broken for some time. Yeah. Still are. Yeah, always, always will be. We're still really fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Come do yoga with me, you yeah. guys. <laughs> well, I mean, go back to the, what was it, episode 617? Yeah, I think episode 17, it was like debunking the perfect yoga teacher myth. Mm. So go back and listen to that because I was like super suicidal for like a year of teaching yoga. I was just like, hi, everyone. All right, warrior two it is. Here we are. Child's pose for yeah. 15 minutes. <laughs> for five years. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, that like gives me like, I don't know, not even the chills, but just PTSD. Like, the shakes, the shakies. Cause yeah. Same. For sure. Same. Yeah. And I like, this is really interesting um, because I, like being, being a yoga teacher is definitely a huge part of who I am. Mm-hmm. And I say that with resistance because I haven't fully embodied it. Yet. Yeah, for sure. And you've kind of like done the flight thing a little bit there. Yeah. No, I mean. Just as what I've seen. Yeah. I did the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Kind of weaving in and out. Yep. And like, I will, it's interesting. Like now I'm at a place where I'm subbing and I'm doing like workshops and events that I plan and organize with myself or others. And like, that feels really fucking authentic to me. And it also feels like, yes, I know I could be taking on more. Like I could have regular classes, but like with 
the commitments I have right now, that's not realistic for yeah, me. It doesn't sure. feel realistic. That's why like subbing has um, weaved in nicely. But I fucking ran from like March till May. Um, I didn't was not showing up fully to my classes. What is insane to me is that like I literally got some of the best feedback of my life, of, like the, t- the classes I taught. Wow. And you were going through like the hardest time. Yeah. Do you feel like you were vulnerable with your students? No. No. Yeah. You were just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. They could feel it though, probably. Yeah. Or Maybe. Like, I don't they? know. That's why I, that, I was so confused. I remember breaking this down in therapy. I'm like, Brie, like my therapist, amazing woman. Um, I was like, how do other people see this version of me that I don't see? Like what is happening here? Because yeah. I feel like fucking shit. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not even, I'm not like perfect. Perf- people pleasing Courtney has gone out the fucking window. Like I am not showing up as her. I literally, Danny, like didn't brush my teeth for days. Like would wear the same clothing that I slept in for days. Like didn't shower. Like, you know, and I'm like grungy person earthy person as it is but like so like maybe that was just like more authentic courtney i don't well, know yeah and you're virgo <laughs> you're virgo moon earthy yeah yeah. yeah yeah um but i was just like this is literally like basically all my self-care had gone out the window 100 yeah, percent. and i was like this is the worst i've ever felt but i suppose like now even talking about it i was showing up very raw yeah even if you weren't talking about what was going on we are energetic beings yeah and people pick up on it think of the energy you pick up you picked up on the energy of me like 10 minutes ago when charlie was being a motherfucker and like whining i would you didn't hear it but you knew you knew that i was like feeling weird yeah yeah totally we can feel everything totally they felt it yep wow yeah and so that was to may so was it march to may march to may you were like yeah. a fucking mess. Yeah. And Which then... I want to like just point out that I, that felt like a fucking eternity. Like yeah. if I've learned anything around like basically I would, I would say like that's my bout of like depression. Basically, basically from dis- December to July. Mm. Yeah. December to July. Um, I guess I think from May to July, I was slowly coming out of it, but it was subconscious. So I wasn't really aware, like I didn't feel any better. And it took another fucking rock bottom to like ignite change. Um, that, well, so anyway, I just want to say like, it's given me, brought me so much empathy and compassion around people who, who battle with depression their entire fucking lives. Like, it's so hard so hard it's so hard and um hard to explain to people because like you've experienced it now and I've experienced it too and if people haven't experienced real deep depression I mean they'll just be like just feel better like do something different or try and it's like no you can't no it feels hopeless yeah what do you feel like was the catalyst for you starting to come out of that dark place therapy yeah yeah meeting with Bree. how often would you guys meet each other once a week um Mm. there was a little bout of time where literally like for a month straight i came into her sessions and i told her i had a brain tumor which was very scary for me to say because if any like anyone who knows me well knows that i talk in forms of manifestation like yeah that is how i talk it's not like when this or if this happens like this is gonna happen yeah and so i like every time i said it i'm like fuck 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 why would you say that i had this immense like throbbing 
pain and headache like Scary. on the right side of my head like down the right side of my neck You're like i have a tumor yeah yeah oh yeah oh my god yeah and like tension way down um my entire spinal cord and spine like low back which like actually that's the appointment i have like later today is cranial sacral therapy mm. i'm not sure if you have you dabbled no in it at all Ugh. It's amazing. It's like, it's energy work, but it's also, um, it's also like backed up by like Western medicine too. Like it's working with the central nervous system, the brain and the spinal cord. And it's what it's doing is moving cerebral spinal fluid, like up and down. It's like flushing it out and it fucking like rocks your world. Really? Oh yeah. What does it make you feel like? magic You're like superman yeah. <laughs> like flying out of the office <laughs> really though wow seriously does it just it's does it feel just visceral or is it emotional or what is it all of it really yeah what the heck and it's literally just like think of like a nickel on your skin it's that amount of pressure and like a, a practitioner will basically just put like a hand underneath your spine and then on top of like your belly and just work up like the vertebrae like that and then um they'll do it's similar to like acupressure too they'll do um some points on your feet and then like occipital lobe back of head and like um some spots on your your cranium wow and chakra work is involved Mm. in it too as well and so so it's energy it's uh, it sounds like a bundle of all the things yeah oh my god yeah. i want to try it yeah and it's like it it literally suits everyone like i know a lot of um mamas who bring their babies to cranial sacral who like oh, had traumatic births right yeah and is that pain gone mm-hmm. it's completely gone entirely and do you know what it was from stress for yeah. sure i like when i was looking to blame everything else i was like my mattress sucks like Mm. Uh, well and i also like i was kind of exercising gently like mainly yoga and walking but in my mind i wasn't because i wasn't going hard right oh right i was like "Ah." and i like tried to go to the chiropractor like once and that didn't fix it you know i was just like and i my gut was saying like courtney like you can fix yourself like gentle movement healthy eating like diet was a huge 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 thing right which is something i'm so passionate about um and I'm learning so much about right now managing a vegan or a plant-based food truck here in Sandpoint called Heart Bowls, mm. which opened up to Cancer Baby the day after my birthday, oh, July 13th. Cancer. Yeah. I love that. Such a love. Yeah. yeah I had a, the Heart Bowls donut that I just had was freaking insane. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. It was so good. So yum, yum. I can't wait to go there and get like one of... I mean, it, they're bowls and they're smoothies, right? Yeah. So oh. like smoothie bowls, smoothies, savory rice bowls, soup, mm. oatmeal bowls. So yummy. Yum. Yeah. And how has, have you felt like a change, like just fueling your body with that kind of food? Have you felt that emotionally? Yeah. Mm. So, and this, I want to prelude because I know sensitive, or food is a sensitive topic to talk for pretty much everyone in this yeah. world. Like so sensitive, so touchy. Um, this is like... My top, my, my philosophy around food is parallel to like me being a humanist. I'm like, you fucking choose what's right for you. Like, yeah, I don't care if it's meat. I don't care if it's this. I don't care. If, like, I want it to feel good for you. For your body. Yeah. Yeah. And, but what I do know on a fucking scientific level is like eating like wholesome fruits and veggies and plants and herbs and like that, like just 
literally taking it back to the basics, you know, back to the basics. Yeah. Thinking of like primal eating and that's Mm -hmm. not to be like, I don't want that to be mistaken for like paleo or whatever, you know, but like literally thinking about like hunting and gathering and like what's available to you. Absolutely. Um, and honestly, when I was depressed, I was spooning almond butter. Like that is pretty much the extent of what I ate. I'm not kidding you. You just, did you, could you not find it in you to cook? You were just, yeah. Literally didn't go to the grocery store for like six months. Luckily I was living with my mom and she like (laughs) did that for me. Like I needed her. Yeah. And she was here for you. Yeah. I like slept in the same bed with her for like this period of time. I'm like my kid, my little kid. Yeah. And that cancer in you too, being back at home probably has felt like very soothing even though it's been triggering at times I know you've shared that with me yeah but it's like I think that's such a big thing for a cancer is like they just want to be in their home and you're literally in your childhood home yeah like that's the only home you've lived in right ever yeah wow that's crazy um to kind of go back to food um we've been talking about bodies a lot more Mm -hmm. on the show what's your relationship been like with your body Mm. Wow. A tumultuous one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's like literally going back to when you asked me what I was like as a child and I said chubby. Yeah, like, I know. It stuck with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I, I kind of like the word fluffy better. Like I had some fluff. Like, mm-hmm. and what's interesting is my mom has always been really, um, she was like a string lean bean and she still is like fucking ripped and like so sexy. Mm-hmm. And my sisters and I were fluffy kiddos and literally my mom told me she was like asked my dad like were you a chunky kid and my dad was like yeah until I was 14 and then it all shed off and my mom was like fuck like I have three girls oh did she say that in front of you guys yeah she told me this oh wow yeah yeah and she's just always been skinny scrawny good for you okay Mm -hmm. yeah that's so hard yep so Which, um, was your weight talked about when you were little? Yeah. Mm. Like one of my biggest like mommy trommy. <laughs> mommy trommy. <laughs> oh my God. That is the newest show thing. Cause we all get so mommy trommy. Yeah. <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> mommy <laughs> trommy. Trademark. Yeah. Trademark. There we go. Um, statements was belly button to backbone. Belly. Oh, like suck in. Oh, that's yeah. how old are you when you heard that? Little. 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 Like six or seven? Yeah, because she would say it to my sisters. And like I said, like my oldest sister, she's now almost 31. I'm 25. My middle sister's 29. So um, I I also like my position in our family was like observer, absorber. Mm. Yeah, like fly on the wall. Right. So I heard everything like even actually speaking to that my sister middle sister started playing violin when she was like five and by the time I started when I was four I knew all the songs she knew just from like watching and listening listening oh I did not know how to read music still don't really whoa that's crazy do you feel like you're still that way yeah that's really interesting my stepdaughter's that way like she's such a watcher and listener, like I know everything that comes out of my mouth, she hears, even yep. if she's upstairs. Yep. I'm like, how? <laughs> yeah, how? I know. Yeah. So, how did that? Did you start looking at your body negatively young? Yeah. So I've always been like a fat pincher. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'll still notice myself doing it, pinching your fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, 
12 is when I started starving myself and purging. Mm, so young. Yeah. And did that go on for a long time? Severely, just like a year. And then literally, this was like whew, one of those moments where literally one of like the only moments I can remember where my dad stepped in as a parent and said, you are either going to a treatment facility or you're going to counseling and you're getting better here in Sandpoint. Wow. Good. Good on dad. He could see it just in your body. Well, I think that my mom made him say that because she wasn't getting through to me. Yeah. And literally my thought was, I can't miss school. <laughs> <laughs> such a nerd. <laughs> I love learning. And such a Virgo. Yeah. <laughs> the Virgo moon. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. So my mom took me to counseling once a week mm. and she would bribe me with a Starbucks Frappuccino oh, after wow. every session, you know, like high fat, I guess. Yeah. I was tiny. I went from like 135 pounds. I was 12 yeah. to 85. Oh my God, honey. Yeah. yeah. And that was like a whole year of you just not eating yeah. or puking. Yep. And, and after that year, well, what did treatment look like? Can you talk about that? Like just in therapy? Was it just like... Well, this is interesting because I, the word that's coming to mind is accountability um, in regards to treatment. And what that looked like is Courtney purposefully not bringing her lunches to middle school and mom every day making sure I had my lunch. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And then after that, so you were in middle school when that was happening. Yeah. And then getting into high school, it was high school like for you. So basically, well, so, and another part of the accountability is that my sisters who were in high school at the time, my mom made them be home after school no matter what so that I would always, someone would always be watching me because my parents worked. Right. And like, thanks sisters. Like that sucked for them, you know, like so, so sucky. But it's family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but so. I never was treated. It was, I'm actually just like amazed and like, thank you, spirit and body and mind, like amazed at myself at that age, 13 then. I was like, okay, we're good. Like I kind of just rallied and like just started eating again and just, just kind of moved on. Yeah. But I was like, I'm fixed. Wow. Yeah. And how, did any of those creep back up? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I was not fixed. Right. <laughs> Can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, so I would say like relatively like eighth grade through high school was like smooth sailing in the eating department. I was an athlete, big soccer player. And so like you're eating it, yeah. you're burning it off anyways. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was not fat, but I always saw myself as such. Mm. Um, Body dysmorphia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, I think that stems from seeing my older sisters transform and go through puberty earlier than I was meant to. And so, and I also like they would diet and things in mm. high school and I thought that's what I should do too. So I did. Right. At 12. Wow. <laughs> so, but for sure, um, times of stress is when I would lean on purging again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And how's your relationship today oh, with your body? Awesome. Good. Super awesome. Like, yeah. it just, I feel so at home in it. Mm -hmm. And like, I look at myself and I'm like, see you yeah yeah and what do you feel like helps you get back into the essence of that of like feeling appreciative of your body because I'm sure bad moments still come up right yeah I mean I do like for sure it's yeah. just like 
one day I'll be feeling so great. I'm like, I'm the sexiest yeah, fucking girl yeah, around. You're fucking sexy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll have a day where I'm just like, oh, go, wow. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So what do you do in yeah. those moments? I um, What's coming to mind is get outside of myself. Mm. And I think what speaks to me there is like literally getting out, getting outside of your head, stepping outside of your own getting out of your, of getting out of your own way. Yeah. Um and I think what's helpful in that is accountability partners. Mm-hmm. So be it your romantic partner, your mom, your dad, your best friend, like and this t- is fucking vulnerable and edgy as shit, but just being like, "Hey, do, like do I look bad today?" Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like do how do I no one is ever cuz you don't. Like yeah. or you know, we do have those raw honest friends who are like dude, you look fucking like tired and like kind of rough. Yeah. You know, like, I feel that way. Like that's aligned, you know, that's You're like, point. tell me I look good. Yeah. <laughs> but still, like, like, look at my hair. <laughs> but yeah, having, so finding people that you can be vulnerable with and be like, Hey, I'm having a weird moment. Yeah. That's funny. I do the same thing with hi, yeah. my husband. I'll be like, cause it's always right before I get my period and my body's just like absorbing all the water. Mm-hmm. Like I just start, I mean, bloat and I'm town. No one can tell that I'm bloat town, yeah. but like I can. Yeah. And I'll look at him and be like, do I look chubby? <laughs> and he's like, you're about to get your period and you always feel that way. And no, you don't, Yeah, you know, but oh, I, okay. at least I'm like safe with him and I can kind of get back on track. That totally, that's a great thing. Yeah. I haven't even thought of that, but that's yeah. totally what we've done. Yeah. So finding people that you love and trust. And I'm like, can, totally. Mm-hmm. Literally what comes like, just breaking it down to naming it like that has been my mantra mm. the last three months is like just fucking name it Courtney yeah. because I but part, the people pleasing side of me has been so traumatized by sharing my feelings because and there's so much here so many layers but like I've never felt like I had a voice I've never felt like I have been heard that's been because also I think I've had a hard time like navigating who my people were like an R like who my community was which and is like, you've been traveling so much like yeah. it's hard to find that when you're all over the yeah. world yeah which like literally I do have a global community like it's that pretty is amazing. pretty amazing mm-hmm. like and that just literally comes back to like my little golden egg within like my like my essence it's like that's oh like human connection is me like that is like mm-hmm. i remember when i came across the african proverb ubuntu have you heard about it no i have not heard of ubuntu <laughs> basically <laughs> u-b-u-n-t-u ubuntu okay. and it basically says like no human in this wor- world deserves to exist in isolation mm, that's yeah. so beautiful and like that's me like that is my gift to this world it's yeah. like hey honey like you're going through something like let me know like yeah that's like pachamama like mother like mother yeah Courtney. you're such a mom like it's you're one of the few very few women that i've met who are younger than me who i have felt that like <laughs> nurturing mothering because like i'm always like big sister like big sister vibes all around yeah i'm like i got you i'm yeah, the one my friends come yeah. yeah it's like big sister but you have the mom vibes for sure and like I just think you're so good at making people feel just not alone. Mm. You really are. And you make people feel like you really deeply care because you do. Yeah. I mean, you and I don't even know each other that well, <laughs> but it's like our conversations. I mean, we do like voice messages almost daily, like really yeah. regularly. And you're just like so there. Yeah. It's a really huge gift. Mm. It's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So what does your life look like today? Oh, wow. 
so abundant. Mm. Um, I was telling this to a friend, actually, Kayla. Um, Kayla. Yeah, Kayla. I love her. I love her. Kayla's amazing, isn't she? Yeah. Kayla came to Mm -hmm. mine and Courtney Santoro's workshop in Portland, and we had never met, but she's from Seattle. Kayla is. She's from Sandpoint. Yeah. New Courtney. Mm -hmm. Now is in Seattle and drove all the way to Portland for it, and I love her. Yeah. Oh, she wanted me to give you a hug. I'll give you a hug after <laughs> this interview. Another hug from yeah. her. Oh, yeah. Kayla. She's so sweet. Yeah. Um, well, like, yeah, literally, that's like, I love that universal connection right there that because it's literally come full circle this morning. I just got a voice memo from her. She was mm. like, hey, I actually like part of my abundant piece right now is fucking love, like coming yeah. into love. And um which was like so exciting to talk about it's like totally that feeling like i want to scream it to the mountaintops like what Mm -hmm. and but so i had posted on both like instagram and facebook just being like yo like here's my story like yeah this was this is what's up um and kayla responded like was it a blog post i did well seeing that i was up at like 2 a.m this morning just like literally we talked about this before getting on the podcast it's I don't have insomnia. I have kind of, no, I've actually never had a problem with sleep. Right. Honestly, when I was depressed, yeah, like it was rough. But um, I just slept at odd times anyway. So I was like still getting sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but like right now, it's just like energy movement. Mm-hmm. And I'm. So you're up all the time. Not like it's basically like I can have a full like 12 to 14 hour day with four hours of sleep. Wow. Yeah. I would be a fucking wreck i know and i like, would be a monster no literally hell. though like in previous courtney would be like same like i've <laughs> always gotten eight to ten hours of sleep never have i ever pulled an all-nighter until i actually just met like reconnected with my guy in dc a couple weekends ago <laughs> you've had some all-nighters <laughs> have i ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um and so Anyway, yes, Kayla, she was like... Back to Kayla. <laughs> Back to Kayla. <laughs> Hi, Kayla. Um, I love you. And yeah, she was like, hey, read your post. Like, love that you're in love, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Like, you're great. Let's connect when I'm home over Thanksgiving. And she's like, in a couple days. And... Cozy. I was so gross. So gross. <laughs> um, and I was like, you know what? Like, I was like, life just feels so abundant right now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, in a way, like... I still can't say it's any easier. Like, yeah, like being depressed sucks. Like it it sucks. Like that feeling, that visceral feeling in your body, like that's awful. Excuse me. I'm kind of burping right now from my carrot, ginger, black pepper, (laughs) whatever the fuck that was (laughs) from Trader Joe's. Um, Yeah. And I was like, so yeah, it feels better to be joyous and to feel abundant and to feel vitality and vivacious. But like, there's still fucking big decisions that need to be made. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is hard. You yeah. know? Because won't that always be there? That polarity. We need always. it. Always. We need it. We'll ne- we're never going to arrive. No. It's always going to be hard. Yeah. <laughs> and it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, though. Aww. So, yeah, that was, that's kind of where, like, literally where I'm at hours before we hopped on this. Yeah. And had this conversation is, um... Yeah, so basically around the love piece, um, 10 years ago, I went to a medical youth leadership conference in Washington, D.C. I was 15. Oh, my God. So young. Yeah, so baby. Um, Weird universal, like, I don't even know how I got this letter in the mail. 
In fact, I like took it to my school counselor and I was like, this must be spam. Like, this is too good to be true. I wanted to be a fucking, well, either a pediatrician or an OBGYN. And if that doesn't say anything about my cancer sun sign, like, I don't know what does. Yeah. And um, so I'm like stoked to go to this leadership conference and um, I meet him there. Yeah. Did you guys like and, sit like, together? So like such a cinematic moment. I, I'm like a, this is like, I call it my Jackie Wingy moment. That's my mom where like when she hits a yell, she, she, hit, she arrives at a yellow light and literally out loud in the car, she says, never hesitate and just guns it. <laughs> <laughs> that is me. Like when I'm like, when there's like two seconds left on like the crosswalk and I'm sprinting across the crosswalk, like I'm going to make it before zero. <laughs> never hesitate. Never hesitate. <laughs> That's hilarious. So this was me bolting into this full as fuck elevator in like a hotel in Arlington, Virginia. And I squeeze in there and I'm, I'm like the last one. And then I had just have just enough space to like shimmy around and face towards like the other, the, the lobby. Yeah. And I, we literally lock eyes. Whoa. Yeah. And he was the only one standing there. And I was like, who is that human? Like, I need to know him. Oh my God. Yeah. Your, your body knew. Your yeah. soul knew. Like at fucking 15. That's crazy. Like what? Like even yeah. thinking, I'm like, I didn't even know what love, like, I didn't have, like, I've had, yes, I've had positive exemplars of love in my life, but at that time, like, fuck, my one high school boyfriend had just broken up with me and, and slept with my best friend the next day. Oh, yeah. trauma town. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. So, I didn't think I knew what love was, but, like, my soul did. Yeah. Did you love him, like, when you were 15? Yeah. And did you guys stay connected? Yeah. For how long? 10 years. You guys actually talked a lot for 10 years? Yeah. And would you see him a lot with him? Never. Lot? I never saw him. Until? Two weekends ago. Oh my God. <laughs> but you guys stayed connected. Was it like on social media? Like yeah, Facebook? Like Facebook Messenger. Oh my God. Yeah. And so you, you met up with him recently and <sighs> you both just yeah. knew. So, Yeah. This is crazy. So basically, like, our communication style, like, for the two to three years, like, until high school ended, essentially was, like, really, con like, Skype sessions, like, phone calls, texts, like, a, a lot, a lot, a lot. And then basically, once college hit, it lessened, like, you know, more demands, like, more, like, dating scenes and whatnot. And, um, and then I hopped into a four-year relationship, um, yeah, between, like, college and my young adulthood which I'm still there but yeah like 18 to 22 yeah and um yeah 1923 and um so and we didn't really talk as much during then that time but for obvious reasons um but we always wished each other happy birthday oh, and I every asked, year yeah every year we, when's his birthday um he's a he's a Virgo. Uh, yeah he's a Virgo September 22nd oh cozy yeah. that's two days before Courtney's <sighs> Courtney. I think. Oh, yeah. I think 24th. I think so. Shit. Mm. Fuck. Sorry. 24th. Whatever. <laughs> Continue. Um, yeah. And so, um, I, I even had asked him and I was like, his name is Sadiq. And I said, Sadiq, like, did we ever go a year without talking? And he said, no. And I was like, how do you know? Like, I literally had no conscious, like, mm -hmm. recollection of this. And he was like, um, 
I know because we have wished each other happy birthday every year. And he was like, I have those like Facebook friends where I wish them happy birthday. And then I don't like buy a messenger and I don't hear from them again until the next birthday, you know? Yeah. And he was like, but we always had in between conversations. And I was Aww. like, oh. And um, so basically a little bit of context here is that um, I had made trips like for th- past seven years I was I was probably on the east coast like five times four or five times for different reasons and I always like he was one of the first people I'd reach out to and be like hey I'm in Pennsylvania like I'm in Virginia I'm in Maryland like come and see me and he would never would never would never would Sadiq but here's the catch (laughs) it's actually a Courtney Courtney Uh, Courtney (laughs) um I so i Three of my best friends from Sandpoint live in D.C. now, and I they've just been we've been trying to get a girls trip t- planned, which is like I was actually so bummed because it was the weekend of your court's um, workshop in Portland. Oh, and yeah. I, I, I was in D.C. that weekend. Like, yeah. Falling in love. So priorities. <laughs> <laughs> like, no big deal. Falling in love. Blah, blah, blah. Damn you. <laughs> um, and so like October sometime, he called me and he was like, hey, just like out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, like we had a chat. I was like, actually, like I'm coming to the East Coast and but haven't booked my tickets yet. Like need to ask for work off. And he was like, cool, like let me know. I'll come down and visit you. And because of my trauma with my dad never showing up and never following through with commitments, that's imprinted on my like every view of every man ever. You don't fucking show up like that sucks. Mm-hmm. And he had proved that. Sadiq had proved that to me. Like it was reinforced multiple times yeah. of him not saying he would come visit me and he never did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so November 8th, it's a Friday night. I was like, you know what? Like I'm fucking pissed. Like, and he, like I'm anger, right? Like I don't express anger. Like scary, scary, scary. Yeah. Um. I was like, I'm ready. Like I can do this. And mm-hmm. so I, but I still have like phone phobia sometimes. And so I texted him and I was like, Hey, like super like cordial about it. I was like, I'm like, I want to. Can we be really honest with each other? And he was like, Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, what's up? What's wrong? And I was like, No, like nothing's wrong. I just, I'm really curious. Like, can you tell me why? Like. Every time I've given you an opportunity to come visit me, you haven't. And he was like, I'm so confused. Like, what do you mean? And literally what he like, what we got to through some talk back and forth, he was like, Court, every time I've literally had a plan, a time, a day, I'm going to come visit you. And you've told me not to. And you like did not even know it because it's real. Oh, that's so interesting. Just recreating it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, I'm like, my legs are like shaking right now. It's like. Yeah. Self-protection, man. Self-protection. Like, shit runs deep. It does. And we don't even know we're doing it. No. Deep brain. Subconscious. subconscious. Yeah. Oh, that's so huge. Don't yeah. you feel free? Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, this is a big, it's biggie. It's humongous. Yeah yeah i'm like smiling you're like shaking i'm like smiling because it's like coming to those understandings is like my life's work of just going so deep and that's a huge thing to unblock yeah that's powerful yeah and so when he said that what did you say i was like fuck like you're right and i think 
like, I want to speak to one of my most redeeming qualities. Um, I think it is humility. Like I have this constant desire to know myself deeper and further. And even though it's hard for me in the past out of fear and anxiety, it had been hard for me to receive feedback because I was a perf- already perfect, right? I always wanted it because I'm like, no, tell me how I can do better. Like I'm not a reactive, like, I mean, my Scorpio rising will come out and I'm like, fuck off. Like I know what I'm doing, you know, but I'm like, not a reactive person. Like I take things to heart. Like I want to know and I deeply care. Yeah. Like hurting someone unintentionally is like the worst crime for me ever, ever, ever. Like it shatters me. That's the Virgo too. I mean, it just reminds me of Courtney so much. You guys, I talk about Courtney (laughs) Santoro every freaking episode. If you haven't listened to the episodes with her, you need to. Yeah, yeah, she deals with the same same feeling, like hurting someone's feelings or that's like her biggest fear. Yeah. 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 Mm. Court. Court, we love you. Love you. Love you so much. much. Love you, SM. It's like a little court sandwich. (laughs) I always think about that. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I always think about that. Oh, and so you went back there. You guys met up. You fell in love. So basically, yeah, what he was like, literally our texting conversation lasted till 2 a.m. And then basically what he was trying to nudge was like me to make a request. Yeah. I was like, I could feel it. I was like, you're like, I need to stand on my power Mm. and say what I want. And I was like, so dot, dot, dot. Like, could you maybe like me come down to D.C.? Like maybe tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. So scary. Yeah. So scary. (gasps) Yeah. And he was like, I have work in the evening. What about the afternoon? And I said, no, the afternoon I'm going to my best friend's niece's um, first birthday party. Like, I can't do that. And he was trying to find as many excuses as you can. Literally, like, (laughs) my best friend, she was like, Court, you could have totally blown off. Like, my, I was like, I wouldn't though. Like, no, like, I I would not do that. And so Sadiq at 2 a.m. was like, well, what about right now? Oh, shit, Sadiq. (laughs) 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 And what did you say? Oh, man. I was like, you're like, let me go poop first. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Actually, that happened for sure. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, bring it on. Oh, damn. Bring it on. And so he went to you and... Was- Arlington, Virginia. Again, like, what are the chances? I was staying at my other best friend Jenna's house. And we were literally like, he, yeah, he drove two and a half hours from Philadelphia to D.C. at 2 a.m. Like, he was hanging out with his buddies that evening. And they were like, dude, like, don't go. Like, no, like, that's... He's like, but I have to. Yeah, he's like, I'm going. Oh, I'm going. <gasps> and yeah, like he like embraced me on the sidewalk and Jackson Street. And <laughs> yeah, kissed me. I was like, wasn't he? I was thinking we were just like meeting up as friends, honestly. Like, wow. honestly, that's what I was thinking. He like hugged me, embraced me, kissed me. I was like, like what the fuck? What like, the fuck? Huh? Yeah. And then we just like talked for hours. Just like, I was like, you're not going and can't. Go. He actually he actually had to take a poop, and he, I was like, "You're not going into my friend's house. Like it's fucking four a.m. and like she has three roommates, and that just does not feel good to me." Like I was like, "We gotta go find a gas station." So like right off the bat, talking about like poop and like shit I can't and, like, even vomit. believe it. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, no. You're like we're meant to be. <laughs> 
dude that's how i like if we can't talk poop talk like we're, we have a problem i'm so just dis- like i'm disgusting on so many levels but that is one that i just don't go there yeah i, I do it with everyone else but not my husband yeah. like we're just we know when the other is going like we yeah. it's a thing yeah we'll like go upstairs and be like nah, i just gotta go do something <laughs> but like we just don't i don't know why no wait what enneagram are you I'm a seven. Okay, that's I'm right. I'm the enthusiast. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, I was talking to Jamie about this, one of the owners of Heartfuls um, recently, and she's an Enneagram 1 swing 2, and she was telling me just about how, especially Enneagram 1, type 1, um, has a, a desire for, like, appropriateness. Yeah. Yeah. And my husband's a nine wing one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the perfectionist is one. Yeah. So it's like, oh. Yeah. Let's not talk about that. Yeah. I don't poop. Yeah. And I'm like, I poop, but only when I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <gasps> it's snowing. Is it snowing? Oh. So cozy. Never leave, Danny. I haven't. I know. I don't want to. <laughs> I haven't seen the actual snowfall yet. Even though it's snowed at our house. I was yeah. down at the coffee shop when it did. Yeah. I got home and there's snow everywhere. I was like, what the fuck? I, I missed, missed it. it. I missed it. It's oh, so beautiful. So cozy. Snow globe. So whimsical. Um. So back to pooping. <laughs> back to, <laughs> back to pooping with Sadiq. He's gonna listen to this and be like, like "Fuck, Courtney." Yeah, no, he's actually gonna be like, "That's my girl." Oh, I love it. Um. Yeah. So, I. Yeah. We. So like 5 a.m., 6 a.m. rolls around, and also I just want to like set this precedence for like a very vivid image for you. I'm like five eight. Like I've got like long proportions when you say like yeah. really long legs like long torso yeah don't know why that's important but it is <laughs> um i'm wearing like cozy like loungy pants and like a long sleeve shirt no bra no shoes and i did not for whatever reason did not bring my phone when i met him on the sidewalk what the fuck none of that was important none of it <laughs> that is so funny and then he just swoops in yep. oh my god and so yeah, like 6 a.m. rolls around, and I was like, I want to see the sunrise. And he was like, okay, where do we do that at D.C.? I was like, I don't fucking know. Like, let's just start driving towards it. And so we do, and it like, literally takes us right down to the Washington Monument and, oh, wow. like, Lincoln Memorial. Whoa. Like, like fucking Shit. movie scene. Yeah, it's like dude. orange, yellow, like, pink, glowing mm-hmm. sky, like, so vibrant, so juicy. And we were wow. like, that was like for you guys yeah it's an amazing thing yeah mm. we just like cut out and walked around and um yeah i ended up having to text jenna my best friend on his phone and um, be like i'm alive just be like mom i'm okay like <laughs> I, i've got some explaining to do and um <laughs> literally the freak jenna's a scorpio the first thing she says to me when i get to her house was you have my number memorized? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I was like, of course I do, Jen. Like, mm-hmm. she was like, I don't have yours memorized. And it's, she's like, I feel like a horrible person. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it's because, you know, like high school, like, like childhood time where you memorized your mm-hmm. friend's phone numbers. Like that was a thing. Mm-hmm. You'd like recite them to them. Like, hee hee. Mm-hmm. I know like my best friends from high school's numbers by heart. That's so sweet. And even like my childhood friends, I know, I still know their home phone numbers Cozy. and I'm, I'm yeah. like a numbers person yeah. for sure I love that. that's why I love birthdays too mm-hmm. like they're easy for me to remember like yeah so anyway yeah literally that, that interaction between my Sadiq and and 
um, me was um, like four hours. Mm. And he drove back to Philadelphia. And then he contacts me on Sunday and he was like, okay, you live on Monday, right? And I was like, yeah, like flying back from D.C. to Idaho. And he was like, okay, I'm going to see you again before you leave. And I was like, oh, he's just like, I work all day. I'll drive down. I can only stay for four hours. I'm like, that just seems like such an effort slash you already did that. But meanwhile, I'm like actually shitting on Philadelphia. I was like, I will never visit there. I will not just like this weird distaste for it. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. Just feeling down on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No reason. And I was just like fucking on my high horse. Yeah. And so I've literally, but I caught myself. I was like, Courtney, like get out of your own way. Mm -hmm. Like buy it. Be here. Yeah. Like just try it. And so I like just impulsively bought a train ticket up there, like stayed the night with him. Like so cozy, like so good. Mm -hmm. And then, and that day was 11, 11. Oh, whoa. Cozy. That's a good sign. Yeah. I love me some 11 11. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do too. Oh, yeah. We're so sick with numbers. I'm like such a numerology geek. Same. Like, I don't know a lot about numerology, but I am obsessed. Just know it's a thing. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way. I've started to like basically. Do you know just, your like, life path number? No. no. Oh, <laughs> do fuck. I? Yeah. No, we need to like yeah. look into that well, because it's yeah, so cool. It's so cool. I have. Yeah. No, I don't know it. Okay. Well, we'll look that I know, up. I feel after like I've this. known it at some point. Yeah. But um yeah so i um yeah like i was just looked at him when yeah. he was like heading out for work at, in the morning and i was like okay so what's next yeah and he was like i'll come to you next and like you'll come to me i'll just like do that right you know and because we both have like quite established lives where what lives where we are right now mm-hmm. And there's definitely some leeway there for like compromise, but, um, it's like also kind of rigid, you know, yeah. just cause like we're really fucking into what we're doing right now, which is yeah. like awesome. Which like, is kind of cool. So yeah. Cool. I love that. So yeah, I, um, he, he, like I ended up taking a nap and woke up two hours later to then catch my train and he was already gone on that time and during those two hours he had already booked a ticket to come visit idaho oh that's so awesome this last weekend yeah he's already just like getting rid of all of those old beliefs that like men can't show up Mm -hmm. that's really good yeah and so he came out here you guys had an amazing stay huh yeah yeah and so just gonna do long distance for now yeah He's beautiful. He looks so sweet (laughs) and kind. He's a sweetie. Yeah, I'll link that beautiful (laughs) picture of you guys. Can I share the thing you posted on Facebook today, the story? Yeah. Okay, I'll share that in the show notes. 100%. So I wanted to do just a couple wrap-up questions. Uh Um, What are you needing to love on most right now? My child heart. Yeah, Yeah. inner child. Yeah. Giving her what she needs. Yeah. I know. I feel that's so true for for so so many of us yeah um what are you most proud of oh um my humility it's a really big part of you yeah i love it and where can people connect with you Ooh, um instagram okay. for sure i have my handle is wind you rather be good <laughs> i love playing on words um so yeah my last name and this is also just kind of funny and kind of phallic and kind of funny um you spell my last name w-i-n-d-j-u mm-hmm. but people always forget the d mm. and so literally like 
I'll be on like the phone with Verizon. I'm like, W-I-N-D, yeah. J-U. And yeah. like, what was that? I'm like, D. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's how you spell it. And yeah, I do also have a blog that it's not super consistent in my life, but it is a, an avenue for my passion for writing. Mm. And that's called Standpoint Perspective. Oh, I love that. Um, and so we can link all these. Yeah. And I'm on Facebook. Too. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks, I love you so Danny. much. I love you. And I'm I'm really excited for people to hear your story. I think they'll really connect with it. Okay. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Mm, thank you guys so much, as always, for listening. Please don't hesitate to reach out to Courtney. She would love to connect with you. And as always, just thank you for being here. If you have not rated or reviewed the show, please do. As I said in the intro, this is what really helps the show get out into the world and make people feel less alone. And that is my goal with the show. So please do that. I love you all. And I can't wait to see you next time. Have a great day. Bye.